Hey, Dan, I doubled my income with that 15 hours a week you talk about. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Now, you know we talk about a variety of topics here related to our careers and business. But I'll tell you what. If you've got that side hustle idea, you've got a little business that you want to develop on the side or you'd like to create a little more income, you need to stick around because I'm going to focus on some stories about people who did exactly that in this episode. Hey, this is Dan Meller. We're going to be looking at real life questions. The good news is going to be blended in with responses from listeners because it all kind of is one and the same. Got some amazing stories to share with you. Grab a pen and paper. You're going to want to take some notes about some resources that we've got for you. Here's some of the questions I've got. Dan, I'm starting a business in which I help older people record the stories of their lives. I'm not sure how much to charge or how to monetize this business. Another one, in the beginning of your teaching and coaching career, how did you not feel like a fraud being in so much debt in the midst of your teaching and encouraging others? Wow, great question. I'll share some thoughts on that. Dan, on May 1st, I will be launching Canada's first two chairs, fully equipped mobile barber shop called the High Country Barbershop Limited. Now, there's some stories packed in around that that I want to share that are really, really exciting. Here's a quotation for today. This comes from John D. Rockefeller, who said, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Now, that's a principle we see violated a lot. People get comfortable. One of the things I'm working on right now is how to move from areas of competence into what is called my unique ability or my zone of genius, how to get out of those things that just are comfortable. I know I can continue to do. Now, if you want to stay there, that's okay, but I like to push myself in all kinds of new areas and I'm working on some real strategic things right now, but that's the deal. John D. Rockefeller, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. I always want to be chasing the great. Now we got a resource for you and it ties in with some of the things we're going to share today. And that is how do you start that side biz with only 15 hours a week? You know, I, I put together that model a couple of years ago because I saw people get stuck trying to do something on the side, but they were only doing one thing and that was gaining more and more information. So they were listening to podcasts, reading books, going to conferences, seminars, whatever. But all they were doing was just increasing their information. Well, that 15 hours has to be divided into four different buckets. And if you do that, you can start having a real business from day one. You don't need to wait. But there's four different things you need to do. Hey, without going into that, like we have many times before, if you want that resource, you can just go to 48days.com slash 15 hours, just one five hours, 48days.com slash 15 hours, and you'll find it there. All right, now I'm going to jump right into some of these emails that we got this week because I'm so excited to share some of these things. And this serves as our good news for sure. Got this from Rick Costa who said, hi, Dan, I want to thank you. 48 Days to the Work You Love has been a go-to book for inspiration for quite some time now. I'm also a regular listener to your weekly podcast. Your work has inspired me to focus on my own journey and creative passions. Uh, while I haven't yet broken away from the corporate world, these are some of the things I've accomplished since discovering your work. 
To make time for all this, I get up at 4 a.m. This gives me a few hours before moving on to my day job. So here's some of the things that Rick has done. Written, casted, directed, sound designed, and produced 11 audio dramas with a million downloads. Performed post-production for Marvel Digital Entertainment. Was featured on uh, Chronicle Television show ABC Affiliate. Written five books and signed with a Bent Agency, as his literary agency now. Scripted a comic and novel adaptation for the Behemoth audio drama. Created and designed personal business websites for myself and others. Created and coded three iPhone apps. Worked on other podcasts as a sound engineer. My goal in all of this is to entertain others with family-friendly content. One of these days, I'd love to turn my side passions into a full job. Until then, I want to say thank you, Dan, for the inspiration. You're much appreciated. God bless Rick. Well, thanks, Rick, for your note. I love sharing where you are in your journey. Now, am I confident that one of these days you're going to make a full transition? If that's what you want to do, you certainly have the foundation for that. Now, we're going to hear some stories today from people who have spent two years making that transition happen. That's not unreasonable doesn't need to happen overnight. You don't need to put yourself in a position of desperation. But if you use those 15 hours appropriately, you can be building, building, building so that you have an absolute seamless transition. So you have no desperation, no panic, no, gee, how are we going to pay the mortgage next month? Because it's already there solidly in place. Now, here's a sequence that I want to share with you. And I want to do this right up front because I didn't want to risk not having enough time at the end. So I want to share a sequence that came to us from Vicky. Now this starts, he wrote first back in June of 2017. Now this is a, you know, I have podcast questions in, in one magic mailbox and I can just go in there and search and find. And so I saw his first communication to me that I find was in June of 2017. So almost two years ago. So he writes, Dan, thanks for your continued commitment to help your listeners. I went from truck driver to car sales, but after six years of selling cars, I decided to reevaluate my marketable skills. Now, what he did in this note from almost two years ago, he said, I've saved up, let's see, he wanted to go to a barber school to become a licensed barber. This five-week course cost $5,000, including staying in the neighborhood for 12 nights of boarding, lodging, my school fee. Since I get three weeks of paid vacation, I've saved up twenty five hundred so far. I can save up another five hundred by October when I plan to do my course. In this situation, would Dan borrow the rest from a line of credit and get in the game, or wait another year to save the rest? Well, I wrote back and I said, "Man, I would borrow the money and get in the game." It's a five thousand dollar course. He already has, you know, knows he has three thousand dollars. Absolutely. When you're that close and you're doing something that's an investment in a clear path that's going to increase your income dramatically, absolutely. Get in the game. Now, you've heard me rant about student loans. That's another thing. But here we're talking about the gap was $2,000. We're not talking about $80,000 or $120,000. We're talking $2,000 to be finished. And with being that close rather than prolonging the process, absolutely. My encouragement was go ahead and jump in. So he wrote to me, gave me an update in February of 2018. So a little more than a year ago, gave me an update. He said he did go to barber school. He got the job that he wanted. He's been doing that, gave us an update. 
he did he did actually save up the money. Says he saved up the money to go so he didn't have to borrow anything. So he went to barber school, got that behind him. That was in February of 2018. So here we are, and this just I just got this. So we're now the last week of April 2019. And what he wrote in that second note, incidentally, the headline was, And now my soul accompanies me to work. God, let me find this. Oh. Now my soul accompanies me to work. That's how he described the change in feeling from just doing a job to doing something that he absolutely loved. So this is over a two-year period, and now Vicki writes this. I'd written to you last year in February, that was one of those, about graduating from barber school, and now my soul accompanies me to my work. Dan, it is with humility and gratefulness. Now listen to this. This is awesome. I wanted to update you that on May 1st, I will be launching Canada's first two chairs fully equipped mobile barber shop called High Country Barbershop Limited. I've attached a picture of my bus as well for you to see what your encouragement and advice has done for me and what it'll do for my clients in future as well. The picture of the bus is outstanding. I mean, this is a, you know, it's it's um, not like um, one of those great big tour buses, but it's a fully equipped bus with a complete wrap graphic package that makes it stand out so you know instantly what it is that you're looking at. It has a picture of a mustache on the front hood so you see it coming at you behind your rear view mirror, all that cool kind of stuff. Now, like you always say, this is, Vicki continues, like you always say, writing a book is only a small part. It's selling that book that does the most work. Based on that principle, I have an elaborate marketing plan to personally go and visit every hotel, retirement home, private jet company, car dealership, every living and breathing entity that can use my services. Now check this out. I plan to build 21 buses and cover all 21 rural districts in Alberta, Canada in the next 10 years. I also plan to start building single chair barber vans to serve major city centers in Canada. In all this, I wanted to thank you very much for all your advice and encouragement. Wow. Now, he also talks about somebody who built a bus for him, got excited about the idea, and is now saying, hey, I want to be your partner. Nah, I wouldn't do that. You know, you're the one with the passion. You're the one with the vision. You're the one that's going to do the work, put in the work. Don't complicate it by having a partnership right up front. I would stay away from that. It sounds like you're well on the path to build this. Now, here's how these ideas work. Can somebody else duplicate your idea? Well, sure. I mean, it's not an idea that hasn't been thought of before. But the thing is, you're the one that did the work. You're the one that got out there and actually made it happen. That's the distinguishing factor. Everybody has dreams, but that doesn't mean they're going to do anything with them. And most people don't. It's just a dream. It becomes a goal when you put a timeline on it. I love the fact that you're so clear here that in the next 10 years, you're going to have 21 buses equipped like this that are out. Now, why wouldn't somebody who's a barber in one of those decide they're just going to do the same thing. Well, again, the potential is there, but if you create a system that's so clearly set up for them to walk in, I mean, that's the power of a franchise, which is the way you say that you want to develop this totally legit. I mean, can you go out and start your own hamburger joint? Well, sure. But if you and I go out here and we're going to have, you know, Vicki and Dan's hamburgers, we got our work cut out for us because nobody knows about us at all. But if we put up a sign that says McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King, we're going to have business that very first day because it's already a recognized brand. So as you build your brand, it's going to make it very difficult for the competitors to crowd in. 
That's the thing. Get in the game, build your brand. Don't worry about competitors. There's always going to be those. Just be better. Be better at what you're doing than what they are. Now, I want to tell you about another gentleman. Now, these are, these are people, incidentally, who are in the 48 Days Eagles community. That's why these stories keep bubbling up. And we're seeing these things because these people tapped the resources of other people that are in there. And they get ideas and help and encouragement and cheering from other people in this community. So I met with a young guy just a week ago. He has a job, has had a job with a major company for 24 years. It's a very good company. If you, I told him the name, you'd recognize it. I'm not going to give any details, but because I'm going to have him come in as a Monday mentor. Every Monday in the Eagles community, we have somebody come in and share with us principles about success. I want this young guy to come in and share what he did because it is so astounding. So he has a great job. No question about it. Been there for 24 years, but he wanted to create some additional income. And, and in that job, there's not real potential to double, you know, his income. It's just pretty static what he's likely to make in that position. Can they replace him? Yeah, they can replace him. And as such, you know, he's not going to be able to just require more and more income. Loves the company, loves his job, but he wanted for his wife to not have to work. Now she enjoys her job as well, but they wanted the flexibility with small children for her not to work. So he decided he was going to do something. Now here's what he did. He purchased a $19 course. You hear me talk a lot about investing in yourself. If you want to move ahead, invest in yourself. The return is unlike anything, any investment I've ever seen in my life. So he purchased a $19 course. Now, his name is Michael. I'll go that far to let the cat out of the bag. So Michael purchased a $19 course. He learned from that how to set up an online store. Now, it's not in Amazon, but it's just set up an online store. He chose a high-end product that has big profit margins. It's a luxury item that people use in their house. But it's a luxury item that they're willing to pay a lot of money for, even if they personalize it, you know, they'll pay another $2,000 for it. His net profit on this item is between $200 and $2,000 for each unit sold. So he learned how to do this, learned how to market something online. He has a couple assistants that he pays a reasonable hourly rate just so they do the work. So it really frees him up to continue doing a great job at his job. So he puts in a few hours a week, but he really built this system to promote this one high-end product. In 2018, he grossed over half a million dollars, over half a million dollars. Now here's the deal. Here's the real clincher. His net profit on that, because his margins are so incredible, his net profit on that is twice what he's making in his regular job. Now, here's somebody who's not impulsive, just going to go out there and just hope something works. No, he's very, very methodical. That's why this has worked. He built a careful system with all the things in place to make this work. And last year, netted more than double what he makes in his regular job. So what kind of a position is he in at this point? You know, can he 
make his decisions about can his wife stay home? Yeah, you better believe it. She can stay home. Now, what's happened is she's discovered she enjoys working. So she's going to continue working two days a week. But now it's because she enjoys that connection with her coworkers and being out. But it's not dependent on her income, you know, to make the family budget. He's totally replaced that. And now he is, in fact, looking to leave his real job. His target date is October 4th to leave his real job. Can he do that? Well, I guess so. But he's already looking at, okay, how can he replace his current salary? Well, do you think that if he made twice his current salary in his sideline business, spending, you know, five or 10 hours a week, that if he quits his job and has another 40 hours a week to devote to it, that he could make up the gap? Well, I guess so. I mean, he knows the system. He can plug other items into that same system and do the same thing. But now here's the key with these people I'm talking about. They did something. We talked about, you know, Vicky who invested $5,000 to go to barber school to get that behind him. And so now it's set him up, but now he's doing something, not just being another barber in a little shop downtown, but now he's set up in a mobile van and is going to go to retirement centers, nursing homes, places like that. Wow. What a great setup. He's tested everything. And over a two year period, he's built it to where he's off and running now projecting the next 10 years to have 21 of those comparably equipped buses out there doing the work. I love that. How did Michael get started? Well, his investment wasn't as much, but he did invest something in a course. And he said, incidentally, that course now is a couple thousand dollars because it's been proven to be very successful for a lot of people. But he paid 19 bucks for that course. Now, I want to play you something before we move on here. I want to play you a little clip. This is less than a minute long. And it's Tony Robbins talking about how he got his start. Now, Tony is a bazillionaire. We all know that you know, has conferences that pay, people pay $25,000 to come for a few days and hang out. His books, courses, all his information, you see him everywhere, Tony Robbins. But he had to do something at the beginning. This is really indicative of how somebody gets started. Check this out. And then when I was 17, I went to this seminar. I was working as a janitor and then I was in high school. And then to help support my family also, I'd work on the weekends and I'd move people. And there was a friend of our family who had been doing really poorly, and now he was turning properties in California at a time when that was going really well. So I'm moving, and we get a little break, and I said, my dad said you used to be such a loser, and how come you're so successful now? And you know, only a kid could say that stuff. And the guy looks at me and goes, your dad said what? And long story short, he goes, well, I went to this seminar, this man named Jim Rohn. I said, what's a seminar? He goes, well, a man takes everything he's learned in 20, 30 years of his life, and he pours it in like four hours and you get to save a decade or two. And I said, wow, I'd like to go to one of those. Could you get me in? He said, yeah. And then he didn't say anymore. I said, well, would you? And he said, no. And I said, why not? He goes, because you won't value it. I said, well, how much does it cost? And he said, and it was $35. And I was making $40 a week as a janitor. And I said, that's a week's pay. He goes, well, then go waste 10 or 20 years doing it on your own. I made this big decision, you know, to spend a week's pay to go to this event. And I sat there and I was mesmerized. And that's what started the game for me. Is that a great story or what? I love hearing him talk about that. Spent $35 to go to a seminar when he was making 40 bucks a week. Well, you can do the percentages. You know, would you spend a week's pay to go to something that had the potential to really change your life or to put you on a path like some of these guys that we're talking about here today or put you on a path like Tony Robbins? Well, that, that's the deal. 
You know, what would you do to prime the pump, so to speak? What are you willing to pour in in order to get something going? I mean, I've been a, I've been a student for a very long time. So it's with, or in the early days, of course, cassette tapes and then audio programs, books, seminars, conferences. My goodness, what I've invested. I mean, I have no way to track. I, actually, I, I do have some kind of indication of the big ones. There are times when I made, you know, what were really big investments at the time. I mean, one of the big investments I made at one time was invested $1,800. This was back when, golly, that was way more than a week's income for me. But I invested $1,800 to learn how to do teleseminars. This was back when we were just kind of experimenting. We didn't have all the technology we do today, but we were doing webinars. And I thought, now I knew I can get people to come to a physical room, a hotel suite or whatever, and pay money to sit in a chair and to listen to principles of 48 Days to the Working Law Principles. Or back then, we also were doing 48 Days to Creative Income, which is now rolled into the content in No More Dreaded Mondays, how to take an idea and really turn it into income. I knew people would pay to come to a physical seminar, but I thought, would they pay to just listen in on the phone, to hear me talk. Now, this was before we had webinars, so they weren't going to see anything at all. It was simply a telephone bridge. I paid $1,800 for a course from a guy named Alex Mendozian. He's still around, good guy, on how to do that well. Well, I thought that I would charge maybe yeah, 7 or $9, you know, just something kind of nominal for people just to kind of test the waters. Well, he said, don't do that. You know, people won't take it seriously. I ended up charging $69 for that very first seminar that I did. And I titled it Right to the Bank, which is content that, you know, we've developed over the years, but helping people understand how to take written content and turn it into real money. I, had, I was already, you know, getting some leverage with 48 Days to the Work You Love. So $1,800 for that course. The night I did the teleseminar, 70 minutes long, I had to pay $500 in advance for the bridge lines. It was way before we had, you know, Zoom and Skype and the things we've got now that we can use that make it, make it so inexpensive. But $500 just to anticipate the number of people that were going to be on the line. I didn't even really know. People could register right up to the last minute. Well, that night, and I thought, well, if I recover my $500, at least I'll learn something from it and I can kind of go on from there. Well, that night, not only did I recover my $500, I netted on top of that a clean $18,000. I'm not, that blew my mind. Now, you could do the math. It was $69 a piece. But we had people from Bangladesh and New Zealand and Norway and Sweden who just compensated for the time change, but they were readers of my newsletter. This was back when I only had about 17,000 people in my newsletter. You know, today we've got, you know, multiples of that, obviously. Back when I had about 17,000 people and those people responded and they jumped on there, paid their $69 and I got a 10 times return for my investment in that course. Now that's one of many, many examples that I have. I mean, when I went to the first Mark Victor Hansen Megabook University in Los Angeles with Dave and Sharon Ramsey accompanying Joanna and me, you know, paid $695 for that, came back and put in place the principles that Mark Victor Hansen talked about. I mean, it exploded what we were doing. 
with online sales of that old three ring binder version of 48 days to the work you love. But it was making that investment, making a little investment on the front end so that I could move into that kind of success. And these are exactly the same kind of stories you're hearing today. The people who make the investment of time and money, resources, wow, it can ignite what they're doing and grow them into the kind of successes that we're seeing here. Now, one of the things that there's just a mindset shift here that I want to include because it's so important. And that is, I hear a lot of people saying, well, gee, I have to go to work. You know, gee, I have to go to church. I have to mow the yard. Practice changing. I have to, to I get to. Now it may seem like kind of an empty mind game at first. Gee, I get to go to work. Are you serious? You know, they abuse me, belittle me, don't pay me. No, you get to go to work. You choose to go to work. You don't have to go. You choose to do that. The yard needs to be mowed. I get to mow the yard. It'll change your thinking about you being in the driver's seat and about seeing opportunities that are all around you. I get to do this. Working on some issues on our property here. I had some guys here early this morning. I get to work with these guys and trying to resolve some of the things that are going on here. Now, it's a pain in the neck, but my framing of it, I get to do this, helps me stay positively anticipating the end result that I think we're moving to. Get rid of, I have to. Get it out of your vocabulary, substitute, I get to, and you'll be surprised at the opportunities that start opening up in front of you. Well, let's go on to a couple more questions here. John says... Dan, I was first introduced to you in 48 Days Through Carrie Oberbrunner. I get a lot out of your podcast. I have a question. I'm a serial entrepreneur and desire to sell my main business, which is a cleaning company. I've been a speaker for 25 years and coach for 10 years, but haven't really been paid. I have a ministry background. How do I determine what I'm worth so I know what to charge? Every time you answer questions in your podcast, I learn something. Well, thanks. Here's, here's my recommendation, John. Start by booking yourself. Now, now, if you've been speaking for 25 years, I mean, I'm, you haven't clarified exactly what context, but if you have a ministry background, I assume maybe that's in churches and so on. Here's what I would encourage you to do to move into the professional speaking space. Start by booking yourself for five civic club luncheons. I mean, I've probably spoken at every rotary within 100 miles of my place here in Franklin, Tennessee. Great practice experience. And frankly, I don't know that I've ever spoken at one where it didn't initiate other work, purchases of products or services that we have. But anyway, just do that. And they're always looking for speakers. A lot of those organizations meet every week. I mean, it's a challenge for them to have something of value every week for their members. So just let them know you're available with a clear two or three topics on which you can present. So I would do that. It'll help you refine your presentation, see the response. I mean, if you've been a speaker for 25 years, you should already have this information in knowing your key message, know the responses. But when you do it in front of like a civic club, now always have a free resource to give out. So have a list. Like you hear me give out, you know, if you go to 48days.com slash 15 hours, you're going to get a free resource. But in doing that, it helps us build our list of people who are interested in the kind of things we're doing. That's what you want to do. Be building your list no matter what. You want to be building your own list. The list is golden. Then after you've done that, five civic club luncheons, get four bookings, knowing your key message, knowing a clear target audience at $750 each. 
just book yourself at that. I mean, that's going to be a no-brainer for a lot of organizations right there where you live. So do that, build your confidence in this space. Then go to $1,500. Now, if you have a clear target audience, then you can start targeting conferences that are being scheduled for next year. You know, you can find out at your local convention center, you know, what conventions are coming there over the next five years and start contacting them you know, so you can book yourself as a speaker. You know, organizations, now, now the, the pro in helping you do this is Kent Julian. I mean, you've heard me talk about him a lot. Kent is a master in this space. He has helped a whole lot of people launch their speaking careers because he knows exactly how to do it. He knows how to get in front of the decision makers, how to get in their good graces, how to stay on their radar and how to book yourself. And he's full-time speaker and has been doing it for years. And if, if you go to paid to speak conference.com, you'll see his, I don't know when it is, but I'm sure he's got a conference scheduled that you can check out. So it's paid to speak conference.com. That's our friend, Ken Julian. But here's what I would recommend. Let me come back to the speaking piece a little bit. A lot of you out there are wanting to do this, move into this space, build your backend products. Now, what I mean by that is when I speak, it has an effect on our product sales, seminars, courses, live events, people getting involved in 48 Days Eagles, people wanting to get in my mastermind. I mean, those are the kind of things that are going to be fueled by my speaking. So a lot of times I speak with no fee for speaking at all. And here's why. Now, I, I spoke, um, well, a couple of months ago to Carrie Oberbrunner's Igniting Souls Conference. So 450 eager authors that are, you know, ready to go, trying to get in the game because they now have a new book. Well, he paid me. Well, he did pay me for that. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, he did pay me for that. He just wanted to honor me with that. He did pay me for that, took care of my hotel and that kind of thing. So there was a fee, but here's the deal. I wanted to speak in front of that audience and certainly would have done it for nothing because those people who were in attendance are perfect candidates for a whole bunch of things that I do. There's one program that I have. It's a one day intense program to help somebody leverage their message being authors, how do you leverage that into live events, online communities, affiliate relationships, coaching, those kind of things. And it's $7,500. Now, how many, let, let's say that I have a fee of $1,500. And so I go to speak at a conference. It blows two days, you know, to get there, you know, staying in hotel, back home on the airplanes, flight delays and all that. And I get my $1,500 fee. And I spoke in front of a group of real estate investors, you know, on how to set goals and achieve them. Okay, so we've got that. One and done, I got my $1,500. What if I speak in front of a group of 450 authors where every single one is a candidate for the process I just described, that's $7,500. How many people do I need to respond in order to have that make sense? Not a whole lot. So a lot of times I look for conferences where I can speak because the audience are such prime candidates for all the other things that we do. So I would encourage you, don't try to just be a professional speaker. You're going to be frustrated in doing that. But have a back-end suite of products where every time you speak, it's encouraging people to get involved in other ways. So the same thing, you speak, you give a free handout, and you put people in a nurture sequence. I mean, when I speak about coaching, as an example, well, we've got a free quiz you know, that on, can you be a coach? 
Well, we have thousands of people that go there as a result of promotion that we do and times when they hear me speak. They go there and it puts them into a nurture sequence where if they want to be a coach, then they're on our radar. So they're going to get like 10 different emails over a period of time and it brings them right up to wanting to be in our coaching mastery program. Coaching mastery program, it's $4,800 this week. I think we've had five people this week that have said, Hey, I want to be in that. Well, that's not people who just heard about us last week. There are people who over a period of time have been nurtured along, giving them great content for helping them position themselves as a coach and offering, you know, what we do to really help people get up and running in a very profitable coaching business. That's where you're speaking becomes very, very profitable. I spoke at a conference recently where again, I got paid nothing at hotel and flight taken care of, I think, but got paid nothing for the actual speaking engagement. But I'm fully confident that having spoken in front of that audience will add $50,000 to our income this year. So make sure you take a broad view, John, of position yourself as a speaker and not just a short view of go out, get paid, and then it's over and you start over. Well, Janet says, uh, Dan, Jan Spencer here. I'm starting a business in which I help older people to record the stories of their lives. I interview them and ask them questions. I want to give it the personal touch and help them be comfortable. I'm not sure how much to charge or how to monetize this business. I also want to start a podcast to share the wisdom of elderly people. I have a collection of Facebook posts about people in their eighties and nineties who do amazing things. I'm thinking about interviewing some of them for my podcast along with people that I know personally. I want to build a community of elderly people to try to cure loneliness in the world and inspire each other to continue to learn and try new things. I'd like to interview you about Encore Careers. All right, well, cool, Janet. Now, here's the thing. You want to interview elderly people? You got a heart for that, passion for that? Interview them, ask them questions, share their stories. Awesome. A podcast? How, How can you monetize that? Absolutely. A podcast where you interview elderly people. Now, podcast, you know, I'm not big on trying to monetize a podcast directly, but just like I was talking about, can it fuel other things that you offer? Absolutely. It can do that. And it will in a powerful way. So expect that, you know, if you get, if you get to the point now, what you need about 10,000 downloads an episode to attract advertisers, if you want to go that route, you can do that. So there's that. You could create an ebook on how to relate to older people based on what you know. And just put it up, you know, put it up on Amazon as a Kindle download for $3.95. You know, if you have a thousand people do that, wow, that's a decent little chunk of income. Take those Facebook posts and create a book of fascinating stories about these people. I mean, I can see that. Give it an attractive title. I can see that being a really popular item. Now, build an online community. I mean, this is where you probably have the most leverage. I mean, I, I think there, I think you're really onto something here. There's a whole lot of elderly people out there who are lonely, who would love to connect with other people, who are sitting there day after day, you know, with nothing to do and really few people to connect with. Yeah, you know, there's lots of people like that. As the baby boomers are hitting, you know, 70 and beyond, my gosh, we got millions of people that are in that category. So I think there's a real potential for what you're talking about. So if you built an online community, where you have them share their stories and connect with others in the same situation. You can have advice things there. You can connect with AARP and have, you know, a lot of their advice in a community like that. But let's say that you had an online community. Now we've got, 
course, 48 Days Eagles. But So you've got a community like that, and you can use that as a model if you want to. But so let's say that you charge $10 a month. Now, some of them may be on fixed income, so we don't want it to be a lot or to be a strain or struggle, but $10 a month, I mean, big deal. It's like getting a cup of coffee at Starbucks or whatever. So 10 bucks a month. And let's say that you plan to have 3,000 members. You don't need everybody in the world. You don't need hundreds of thousands. Of let's just say that you had 3,000 members. Would that be a reasonable goal? Yes, it would. What would that mean for you in terms of income? Well, you can figure that out. That's $30,000 a month in income in an online community. I mean, we, we use Mighty Networks as the template for ours, and it cost us, I think it cost us $144 a year. We just set up a couple new communities. I think it's $144 a year for that entire thing. So you're making $30,000 a month. That's $360,000 a year. Can you do that? Sure. That's not unreasonable. There are people out there who have online communities for herb lovers, you know, like sage, thyme, rosemary, I mean, herb, people who grow herbs, where they pay, there is a site, you can check it out, where they pay $10 a month, and they do have about 3,000 members. So there's a young couple making $360,000 a year because they're giving people who enjoy herbs a place to talk together. There are other communities, I mean, you can giant schnauzers, you know, or Corvette lovers or tennis players. I mean, they're online communities for anything you can imagine that is what we call an affinity group. And what you're describing is exactly that, an affinity group where people who have common interests can get together, share their ideas and concerns. Let it go, Janet. Mind, mind jump on it and make it happen. Be eager to get an update from you on that. All right, now Chris says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up with this one. Chris asked this, in the beginning of your teaching and coaching career, how did you not feel like a fraud being in so much debt in the midst of your teaching and encouraging others. I'm very interested and passionate about encouraging others to pursue their unique gifts and callings in life. I find a second and third wind in my sales, speaking with people about their futures and what makes them curious and excited. But sometimes I feel like a fraud because I'm not doing financially what I'd like to be. I'm thinking about coaching since I'm often rubbing shoulders with very financially successful people, yet a looming cloud seems to keep their happiness on or to business deals. Okay. Keep their business, those business deals away. I'd like to help them get success with their families and their thought life. Thanks, Dan. I wouldn't be as successful as I am already without you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that note, Chris. Now, (laughs) how did I deal with the fact that I started growing my business when I was deeply in debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. We'll go back to the details, but I made some monumental business snafus and was deeply in debt to vendors, suppliers, the IRS, and Lord knows who else. And I started teaching a class. Joanna and I started teaching a Sunday school class on career life transition. Now, keep in mind, there was a process here. I I didn't start a business. I didn't start coaching people. I started teaching a Sunday school class. My mindset was not to make money. It was simply to encourage others who were struggling as well with clarity and direction. So that was really my motives initially. I had I was doing other things. You know, I'm a sales guy. I'm an entrepreneur. So I was doing sales training and you know, doing other things to create income. Never saw the possibility of those two crossing over. 
never saw what I was doing in ministry as being a possibility for turning into what eventually became our full-blown business. But that happened over time. So initially, I, w- I, I didn't have to feel like a fraud because I wasn't selling anything. I mean, I, I was just saying, wow, what's going on? How can we work through this? So I was walking with people through those kind of transitions. So yeah, I was big time in debt. But here's the thing I think that you're really getting at. I never lost my optimism about the new possibilities. So I was confident that I was on my way back up. And that optimism was appealing to people coming to that class. I was very open about where I was, what my situation was. So I wasn't saying, hey, do this and you can be you know, rich like me. Not at all. I was saying, man, I've screwed up. I want to help you not make those same mistakes. It reminds me, you know, much Dave Ramsey, of course, he and I started at the very same time. We went big time belly up in exactly the same month. Didn't know each other then, but became friends about a year and a half later and started doing the things that we do today. But same way, he wasn't making any pretenses about, gee, I'm rich. I got it all figured out. He was saying, man, I really screwed up big time. Don't do the things I did. I was doing much the same in that Sunday school class we were teaching. But I wanted to help people see the possibilities. I got excited about their ideas and where they were going. And frankly, a lot of them achieved success quicker than I did. You know, in that, and I was excited about what they were doing and saw them prosper and thrive. But in terms of what you're saying that you want to do, you know, to position yourself as a coach, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all the answers or be the perfect model of success. You just have to be good at asking questions and helping find solutions. I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that you want to do. So you want to be in the trenches with them. But don't think you have to wait until your life is perfect before you can be a coach or help teach other people. You know, Tony Robbins went from investing that $35 in a Jim Rohn conference. I mean, he immediately positioned himself as a teacher trainer when he was living in somebody's closet. I mean, he didn't have two nickels to rub together, but he started teaching other people principles anyway. Now, you don't want to be authentic about this. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of smoke and mirrors bragging about what they've done when they haven't really done it. That's a different issue. I mean, we don't want to compromise integrity and you don't have to. You can be honest about where you are and what your struggles are, even while you're helping somebody else move forward in their own life. Well, golly, you know, the kind of things we're talking about here, I get excited about it, obviously. I don't want you to be stuck in a J-O-B. If you got questions or success stories like this, you know, I never get tired of hearing these kind of success stories. Sometimes people apologize about burdening me with their success stories because they know it's just one more. I never view it that way. I never get tired of hearing these stories. So shoot those into me at askdan at 48days.com. Easiest way to get them there. Uh, You can go to any page on our 48days.com website and see the little microphone over there if you want to leave an audio message. But most people just shoot me an email at askdan at 48days.com. Now remember our quotation from the beginning today. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. John Rockefeller. If things are good for you right now, congratulations. Fantastic. And if you want to be exactly the same place that you are five years from now as where you are today, just keep doing what you're doing. That's probably what's going to happen. But if you want something great, if you want something more, you can walk right into that. Again, our resource to help you do that is how to start a side business with only 15 hours a week, which is exactly what some of these stories today, those people did. Go to 48days.com slash 15 hours. We'll give you that resource. 
I want to give you information. Does it benefit me to give you information? Well, that's been pretty proven over time. You know, we have people who never spent a penny with me. And in 10 years, after 10 years, you know, they come to one of our events or they get involved in coaching mastery or they request, you know, personal coaching to go to the next level. And I'm totally content with that process. Love how those relationships develop over time. This is a long journey. It's not a sprint. Yeah, you can get started right away, but be content that you're building over time. Well, hey, thanks for being part of this growing community. Hope you're in the 40 Days Eagles group. Yeah, we got some exciting things coming up the next couple months there. But uh, just thanks for being part of this group of people where we are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.